Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, we'll be talking all things tequila with representatives of the North Texas Tequila Club. Their story just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am for this next show. It's very self-indulgent of me because I'm a tequila guy. I've been on a tequila diet, so to speak, for the last several years, and I swear by it. I think it's the agave plant. Uh, if you Google it, tequila diet, you can actually lose weight on the tequila diet. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, to talk about that today, uh, representatives of the North Texas Tequila Club. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. All right. Uh, Fernando, let's start with you. Um, tell us about the North Texas Tequila Club. How did it get started? Uh, it started back in, well, actually, Troy can be a better explanation. <laughs> so, actually, the uh, North Texas Tequila Club started in uh, 2021, end of end of year. Um, so, we're coming up on two years. Um, but it really w was kind of born out of this idea that we wanted to um, give back and educate. Um, so our vision is to support the agave spirit community through education and philanthropy, which is something that, you know, we all wanted to kind of take that next step as tequila enthusiasts or agave enthusiasts, um, and just kind of make sure that we're educating folks about the benefits of, of quality artisanal tequila, and then also giving back to the local communities as well. All right, uh, Daniel, let's go to you. Why has tequila gotten so popular? I mean, is it George Clooney or was it before that? I think there's something to the George Clooney effect. I would also say it's, one, it's delicious. Uh, two, it's gotten a lot of popularity because of, of celebrities, and it's just become a craze. It's getting really, really crazy. And so it's been popular now for maybe 20 years. Maybe Patron had something to do with it. Yeah. Before that, uh, you know, I always associated tequila with, like, frat boy stuff. Okay, we're throwing down tequila. Uh, but sipping tequila is different, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, so I would say the biggest thing with that's driving towards sipping tequila is just coming to an appreciation of heritage, of tradition, of creating something that's a craft product like tequila is. It's not just, hey, this is something I'm going to slam, you know, slam back and drink it like in a frat party. This is more something that I'm going to enjoy. I want to taste the terroir. I want to taste the agave, the oak, uh, just everything in there. All right, Fernando, can you educate your palate? Because I have to admit, my palate's not, not uh, sophisticated enough to know the difference between a $1,000 bottle and a $50 bottle. So can you train your palate? Yeah, yes, you can, actually. Uh, the more you drink it, the more you're able to start discerning certain notes. Now, there's a genetic component to that as to how well you're going to be able to discern all these differences, but very much so. It's like a muscle. You can train it. And is it something, a taste you've always had? Uh, if I'm honest, when I first started drinking tequila, it was taking shots. 
Uh, so yeah. when you do that, you can't really taste very much. Sure. Uh, and as I started learning about the spirit and being able to taste it and sit down and try to discern all that, it very quickly came to me. Uh, secret yeah. talent I didn't know I had. <laughs> well, and you, ha you have to, a, a cool club. We're going to show some video and I want to talk over the video. Let's go to you, Daniel. Um, what happens at your club meetings? So we have different style of tastings. The one that's most popular amongst our members is we have a brand that says, hey, I want to show my product to people here locally that one, care about tequila and two, really you know, want to share it with others. So that's what our club's about, you know, a community of agave and tequila lovers. Uh, they bring in, showcase their product, tell us a story. You know, there's a lot of stories behind each brand that make it so unique. Uh, and on top of that, they're actually sampling their Blanco, their Reposado, the Añejo, tasting everything from start to finish. So you can actually appreciate the time and talent that it takes to create these things. And Troy, how many members do you have now? Uh, we have just surpassed a thousand members uh, within the last couple of months. Yeah. And so I think we're, we're coming up on about 1,200 members now. Now, is there a hazing process? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say it, not, not so much hazing, um, but uh, we certainly like to, to educate folks, you know, when, when they post, you know, what they're drinking, what they like to drink. Um, you know, we always encourage them to, to drink what they want, but there's also going to be some education. So that way, you know what goes into what you're drinking. And so you can have a, a finer appreciation for it. Sure. And now this is my favorite part of the segment. <laughs> it would just be rude of me as a host to have all this fine tequila here and not uh, do some sampling. Yeah, so here. why don't we have you uh, you lead the, uh, the tasting and uh, talk about what you're pouring right here. Sure. Okay. So this is uh, Don Vicente Blanco. It's a Blanco tequila, which means it hasn't been aged at all. It hasn't touched any wood. So this is probably the... Okay. The cleanest form of a tequila you can have. All right, now what, what should I be noticing? Well, the first note you're going to notice is going to be the agave flavors. Mm -hmm. uh, there might be some, uh, uh, there's going to be sweetness from that agave. There's probably going to be some pepper, some minerality. And like with wine, do you, do you swirl it? Do you sniff I do. it? I, yes. yes. You do? Yes. You, the more you expose the, the glass to the tequila, the more it'll all the aromas will kind of come up. So in that one, you'll get a lot of minerality, a lot of like even oh. like a, like a fresh mintiness in there as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So something I noticed before, yeah. uh, when you taste it, take that sip and then let out a little bit of air through your mouth. Oh, and really? Expel some of the ethanol that's in there. Allow those flavors to come back to your mouth. And now you swallow and then let out a little bit of air. I am learning how to officially <laughs> drink tequila. This is yeah. awesome. Okay, what's the next one? Okay. Uh, the next one is a classic. Um, brand called Siete Leguas, and this is a reposado. So this is a Blanco that has been rested in oak barrels. Mm -hmm. So it has a, just a little color to it? Yes. Yep. So reposado has to be at least two months in oak. Okay. And yep. I, I believe Siete Leguas spends six months. Wow. Yep. The, the timing, it changes because they try to go for flavor, not necessarily time. Right. So it can vary quite a bit. Yep. And that is good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you find that the more expensive it is, the better tasting it is, or is it not all? I mean, have you tasted a $20 tequila that tastes as good as a... You know, it's surprising. A lot of times, the price the price shouldn't dictate the quality of tequila or the flavor of your tequila. Um, at some point, if it becomes too expensive, it's kind of a red flag. Oh, is that right? I would say so. Uh, if, if it becomes too expensive, it's, there's a red flag behind it. I would say... 
that's because it might be tied to marketing dollars or it might be, might be just be an exclusive bottle that's not so easy to find, right? Sure. But um, good tequila doesn't have to be expensive. I would say you can find amazing world-class tequila for 50 to $70. Okay. And the, and the final one. And oh, the final that, one. This is that one made a sound when you Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite that, sound. Co- that costs extra for the, for the sound effects. So this is a Blanco tequila that is aged in barrels for a minimum of a year up to three years. Oh, wow. Uh, so you'll notice that it's going to have more of the barrel notes. And to, is there a certain age? I, I mean, can tequila like a wine last for years? Unsealed, yes. Yeah. Uh, once it's opened, if you leave them like this, there is um, evaporation that does happen, and it will meet the flavors. All right, that might be my favorite. Oh, yeah, that's no, good. <laughs> that's like silky smooth. Yeah. So well, one of the things that... that we've learned, and, and especially as you've tasted the Blanco, yeah. the Reposado, and the Añejo, is that as somebody who isn't normally used to drinking tequila, the Blanco is the purest form of the agave plant itself. So it can be kind of harsh to somebody who, who's not necessarily used to drinking tequila, which is why the aging of an Añejo or a Reposado appeals to, to folks who just are kind of getting into to the agave spirits. Absolutely. We've got a, a few minutes left, and I want to give each one of you a chance to look into the camera and talk to people about why they might want to come visit one of your events. Uh, Fernando, you want to start? Sure. Well, I think one of the best aspects of being part of our club is being able to come to these events that are usually free and be able to taste an entire lineup of a tequila that is usually kind of hard to do if you're out at a bar. Sometimes they don't have the entire lineup. Uh, and then meeting all the members, uh, it's such a welcoming uh, group of people. Yeah, you really become a family, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I would say the most important aspect to me is the community. I've had a chance to meet guys like Fernando, like Troy, and our other members who have become, you know, quick friends. You have a shared passion, and it really does become someone like a second family. Um, it's a lot of fun. You get to taste great tequila, have a good time, and uh, learn a lot. I've learned a lot just being around these guys. Outstanding. Okay, Troy, we'll give you the final word. Awesome. <laughs> the uh, For me, the biggest uh, thing is, like these two gentlemen mentioned, is uh, the family that's created... Um, in this community uh, of agave spirit lovers. Um, you know, our biggest piece too that, that drives what I do for the club is philanthropy and being able to give back, um, you know, multiple times over even just two years, giving back to, you know, the Jimadores who, who, who harvest the agave down in Mexico um, to, you know, a, a foster home um, in Jalisco, Mexico. So being able to give back and know that we're making a real difference as a club just as a community of people who enjoy a spirit is something that continues to drive me forward and, and why I think people should look to join our club. Outstanding. That's a great way to end the show. We're also going to leave you with the uh, the Instagram account. Let's put it on the screen. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.